Hi, I'm April. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Yes, You Can Sit With Us, a weekly podcast filmed live on Instagram Friday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. We believe in community over competition and that there's always another seat at the table. Join us as we dive into our lives and talk about all of our passions, from motherhood to business and everything in between. And if you are wondering, yes, you can sit with us. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode six of Yes, You Can Sit With Us. Um, today, our friend Kayla is joining us. You guys, she's awesome. And today is just going to be so awesome hearing her story. But we're going to be talking about being authentically you and what that looks like. And Kayla has an awesome story of just her life and how she has just grown to truly accept herself where she's at, love herself, and just be authentically herself. So we're super excited you're here, Kayla. You're the best. Um, <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about being authentically you. And so as adults, as mothers, as women, this is a journey, right? Um, we may all be in different chapters or different pages in our journey of fully accepting ourselves and loving ourselves. Um, but today we're going to hear from Kayla about um, just all the things that have happened in her life to make her who she is today. And we're just super pumped okay so Kayla tell us a little bit about yourself who are you all right so I'm Kayla Josephiak if anybody needed a pronunciation of my last name my (laughs) I've always wondered (laughs) so my maiden name was Mosier and when I went to go get my bridesmaids dresses they were like and what's your fiance's last name and I told them Josephiak and they said you're going from Mosier to that (laughs) Hey, I'm Kayla Josephiak. I am a farm wife, farm mom. Um, I grew up in Northeast Kansas and I now live in Southwest Kansas. So it was a little bit of a culture shock. Um, I grew up on a cattle ranch. So I've been around agriculture my whole life, but marrying a farmer is definitely different than ranching. Um, So it's been a learning curve for me, but things have happened in my life that have prepared me for this, prepared me for motherhood. Um, I'm also super passionate about sports and working out. Um, I run a volleyball club in Southwest Kansas. Um, It's so much fun. It's like my me time. Um, And then like every day I just make myself sweat so I don't, you know, lose my mind. And I have three littles. Um, They're four, three and 20 months. They keep me busy. They are, um, like, sometimes I call them, like, my little psychos because they really are. Um, But, yeah, I just – I'm so happy to be here. That's a little bit about me. You'll learn more about me as we talk. Um, And otherwise, I mean, I think, you know, I I just enjoy good coffee and friends. So. (laughs) Well, let's relate to you on the little psychos, okay? We got got our own little psychos. Well, psychopaths living with us, so <laughs> that that is for sure. Okay, so before we jump into all things serious and you know that, Lauren, yes, I have a tough question for you. Oh no! Okay, I'm ready. Do you love and accept yourself where you are at right now? So I feel like that's almost kind of a trick question because I would say I do love myself where I am at right now now do I accept myself where I'm at right now no I don't think I do I don't I am not really happy I just had a baby um 
just four months ago. So um, obviously, I have a lot of postpartum things going on mentally and physically. So where I'm at right now, um, I feel like I could be better. But I feel like um, recently, I have learned that um, just because I'm not where I want to be completely doesn't mean I can't love myself in the moment that I'm in right now. So I would say that I do love myself, but um, I'm not sure I accept myself fully. But I would say I'm kind of somewhere in between. What about yeah. you? Do you would you say you do? This is something I really struggle with. And so I was really excited that Kayla wanted to talk about this because um, I've really been on a journey, I'd say in the last, I don't know, couple of months of really accepting myself and learning some things about myself that I've kind of been in denial about because I didn't think that they were true. Um, but learning to accept myself where I'm at and like that those flaws, if I consider them flaws, like they're okay and they're good and they make me who I am. So I'm definitely on the journey to accepting myself um, where I'm at, but always wanting to strive to be better version of myself, I guess. But do I love myself? Yeah, I, I do love myself. I mean, I think that I'm a good wife. I think I'm a good mother. I think I'm really good at what I do on our business. I think I'm a really great friend. Um, so there are things that yes, I love about myself. Um, but it isn't it hard like talking about yourself? kind of. <laughs> yeah, you're like, do you love yourself? And I'm like, yeah, I'm actually amazing. And <laughs> like, but like, seriously, if I ask someone that, I want them to say that. I don't want them to be like, um, I'm not sure. I want them to be like, my hair is great. My body's great. I'm awesome. I want to hear that from people. So I love hearing you say that. <laughs> yeah. And so we're going to ask Kayla this, you know, next. But we did ask our followers. We put a poll up in our stories and we asked people do you, the same question. Do you love yourself? Do you accept yourself where you're at? And for both Lauren and I, it was about 50-50 no. I think mine was 54% yes and whatever. What, I can't do math. 46%. <laughs> Um, and you know, I think it just goes to show that we all are on different journeys. We're all in different places in our lives where we are trying to love ourselves and accept ourselves where we're at. And it's just hard. It's just, you know, everyone's journey is different. There's different moments in our lives that do change us for the better and help us to become who we're meant to be. Um, and so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So Kayla, again, we're just really excited that you're going to be sharing with us today. So Kayla, do you love and accept yourself where you are at right now? Um, so I was thinking about this answer earlier when I was like getting the kids ready for lunch and stuff. And I was a science teacher. So like I break everything down like analytically. And I was like, well, probably 97, 90, 95 to 97% of the time, I'm happy with who I am as a person. I love what I stand for. I love where I'm at in my life five three to 5% of the time, I get really mad at myself because I'm like, you need to do this better. You need to do this better. You need to work on this. And so it's like a constant battle with myself. Like I always want to be improving and I don't just want to like maintain the status quo, but in that same breath, like where I am today, as opposed to where I was even six months or a year ago, I would say I love the person I'm becoming um, because like my belief is if you are stagnant in your life, if you're content, like right where you are, right, right where you are at, then, you know, it, nothing's going to continue to improve. So, um, I'm kind of like you guys, like, yes, but there's always room for improvement as far as acceptance, um, getting a lot better, like getting a lot better about that. So, yeah, I mean, it's really hard to give like a cut and dried yes or no. 
Um, but I would say like we're leaning more towards yes and the constant improvement. Like that's what I feel makes me, you know, want to share my story with you guys and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Okay. So tell us about your journey to being authentically you. Like what pivotal moments or what moments in your life do you feel like have just led to you being who you are today and being able to accept yourself, being able to love yourself and being able to just be yourself. Okay. So I should have texted you guys before this because I'm kind of an emotional person sometimes. So I very well could cry. Um, Bring it. Bring it. I love, listen, I will, okay. I'll cry with you. Okay. And also I just thought of this, like every time I laugh like this, people are just going to be like screenshots of Kayla's neck all day. Anyway, okay. All right. It's so, okay. The people on the podcast can't, won't be able to see it. So oh, it's true, just true, these true. lovely people joining us here. <laughs> okay. So looking back at my life, um, like I said before, there've always been a huge place in my heart for sports and I was gifted athletically growing up. Um, it was a gift that I inherited from both my mom and my dad because they were both phenomenal athletes. And I did AAU track. I did AAU weightlifting. I went to the Olympic Training Center and trained for to be a hopeful for the 2012 Olympics for weightlifting. Like, I live and breathed athletics, but I always struggled with friendships. And so I was very competitive in sports my freshman year of high school. I made it to the state track meet. I was ranked number one in the 100-meter dash. And in the finals of the 100 that year at the state track meet with about 10 meters to go, I tore my hamstring. And I ended up in eighth place. And just just reliving that right now, like, you're like, oh, my God, she's almost 30. She's still reliving high school. But that was one of the first moments that I realized there's more to life than sports. And there's more to life than just winning all the time, because I'll be the first to admit to you, like in grade school and high school, I was a jerk. Like I was not a homecoming candidate. I was not a super nice person, but I think that was because I was so guarded because the only thing that really mattered to me or that I thought anybody cared about me was doing sports. And so I had two or three close friends growing up. Um, you know, and I had friends from other schools. I had friends from all over the nation with weightlifting and track, but I never let anybody in because I didn't want that disappointment of them like judging me because I had insecurities and the bulk majority of my insecurities stemmed from my anxiety. So my very first pivotal moment that made me realize, holy cow, there's more to this life than just sports is when I tore my hamstring my freshman year. So I'm a super determined person. I um, rehabbed my butt off. Like I worked really hard so that I could come back and play volleyball, do basketball, do all of that stuff because I lived and breathed sports and I didn't really know how to function without, which looking back, that might not have been the healthiest thing, but so my sophomore year basketball, um, I tore my ACL. And that was another instance where I was like, wow, Kayla, like God is trying to tell you something here. You know, you can still use sports as a way to keep your mind going, to meet other people. But God's trying to tell you, like, there is more to life. And it was very hard at 15 to be on crutches and walking around the school and dealing with not being able to go back to state track my sophomore year because I wasn't able to rehab in time. So... Fast forward to my senior year, I got a huge piece of humble pie because after those two injuries, 
I realized, you know, you kind of need to be a nice person. Like you need to stop just thinking about yourself and hearing myself say that now, like if I could go back and talk to my younger self, I would, I would kick myself in the butt because I was a total pain. So fast forward to senior year, I was in a really good place. I had been dealing with depression and anxiety all through high school, but I was finding a way to manage it. And my senior year, things finally felt right. You know, I was getting along with all my classmates. I had friends. I felt like I was just a nicer person. And I tore my other ACL. And so I got my senior year of volleyball taken away from me. And it was really hard because I wanted to go play in college. And that was kind of God's way of saying, you know, you need to take a step back and figure out what you're doing. And so I ended up pretty much coaching my high school team my senior year. And that's when I first got the bug of wanting to coach. And so those three injuries just like put things in perspective. Like it definitely brought me down to earth because I was a cocky, stuck up. I didn't like who I was. Like, like I said, like in self-reflection, I was a jerk. I didn't really like myself, but it got me to the point where I am today and that I'm not like, you know, super arrogant and think that I'm the best thing ever because the Lord knows that's not true. <laughs> so there's my, and I'm a very windy person. So if you need to cut me off, just cut me off. <laughs> oh, no. So how do you feel like those, I mean, you already said that you feel like God was really trying to humble you. That's kind of the thing I'm getting with that. It's like, mm -hmm. humble. Um, what do you feel like, those moments like taught you like how did you cope through those at such a young age well my parents and I have always been very close and so my mom was like my absolute rock I mean she still pretty much is Lauren I've seen you share stuff about Gwen and I'm just like I feel that like I know um but I really relied on my faith at a very very young age I prayed a lot but it wasn't, you know, like super structured prayers. Like it was pretty cool when I was like 12 or 13, after I got my depression diagnosis, I read this thing that said, God can hear your prayers, even if it's just through tears. And there was a lot of times in junior high and high school and college that I would just cry my way to God. And, you know, I couldn't get the words out. I couldn't get the frustrations out, but he knew and so just crying and just, you know, repeating over and over, God, tell me what you want from this. Because when you're 15, 16, and you're hoping to go play in college, and then you get that dream taken away from you, it was hard. I mean, it was very hard. But if I wouldn't have had that happen, I probably wouldn't have moved to Western Kansas. I probably wouldn't be coaching as much as I am now, you know, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And it sounds so cliche, but like, God giving you unanswered prayers is truly some of life's greatest blessings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, so what was the thing that you would tell your younger self? What did you say? Well, first off, like if I met me when I was 14, I'd be like, okay, hold up here, girl. You are a little sassy and fool yourself. <laughs> but I would also say like, there is a lot more to life. And so I would, I honestly, and, and looking back now, I don't feel like I was a very nice person. I wasn't, I was mean to my friends. I was mean to my sister, you know, and looking back now, it's just like, you have to be kind because 
you don't know what anybody else is going through. And at that point in my life, I don't know if I knew what I was going through. I mean, I didn't know. Looking back now, I had depression and anxiety when I was 10, but I didn't know that. And, you know, and that's why I am so vigilant about trying to, you know, if my daughter, one of my daughters, I've noticed she already has a little bit of anxiety and she's four. And as a mom, I'm like, wow, well, that's cool. I gave that to her. And so I, you know, I try to be really, really in tune to, you know, what she says and try to help deteriorate those feelings of anxiety because I don't want them to magnify like they did with me and have her be mad or mean or anything like that. Yeah. How do you feel like your mental health has played a part in like self-discovery, I guess, or like learning about yourself more, accepting yourself more? Has that been hard? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's taken years of therapy. Um, so I got I got officially diagnosed with depression at 13. I didn't get an official anxiety diagnosis until I was 22, 21, 22. Um, so I spent you know, what is, what is this? Why is math so hard? Nine years <laughs> trying, trying to figure out why I was depressed. Like my parents took care of me. I had some friends, I had sports. Like I was trying to figure it out. Well, it wasn't until I had a huge breakthrough session whenever I was 22 and we realized your depression doesn't cause your anxiety. Your anxiety causes your depression. And in realizing that I am a naturally anxious person and sometimes I can't control it and that's okay. It's not who I am. It's just what I do. And I think differentiating that, like had I gone through postpartum depression, like I did not knowing what anxiety and depression were, it could have been really bad. But I feel like God gave me these crosses of depression and anxiety because he needed me to be able to handle that and to know what that was so that I could be a mom. And then so I could talk to you guys about this, because I know for every one person that's willing to talk about mental health, there are 10 or 20 that are suffering in silence. And that is what absolutely breaks my heart. And so, you know, even if there's even if there's one person out there who watches this or listens to this and realizes, OK, this life is worth living, then I've totally done what I need to do. That's so good, Kayla. Amazing. Lauren, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I'm wanting to know. Um, Sorry, guys, so my nose. No, you're good. <laughs> um, so I'm wanting to know um, that, you know, you have, you said that you, sorry, I'm trying to gather my thoughts. You know, in this journey that you, you, you know, feel like each step has led you to where you are now, how do you cope um, with stress or knowing that a door is being closed? Because I feel like a lot of the time in our lives, we are really down on ourselves and tend to lack love for ourselves when we feel like a door is being closed in our life. For, for me right now, or recently in the last five years, it's my weight gain with having kids. To me, it's like a whole door was closed for me. The whole, my identity was within that. Just like you said, you found your identity was within sports. And that door being closed has caused me a lot of anxiety and stress. And I've been learning how to cope correctly and deal with that correctly. So how do you feel that you um, are coping with um, maybe unanswered prayers or doors being closed? So that's, 
that's a really good question and like I could I could probably talk for like an hour about just that but one thing that I have learned about coping with stress is that you are exactly correct there's two different ways there's good ways and there's bad ways I went through an immense amount of stress in college and I coped with it by eating and drinking and partying and it was not healthy um, even in the last, so my husband and I have been together for seven years. We've been married for six years. And in the beginning of our marriage, I'll be the first one to admit I coped with stress by online shopping and it wasn't healthy and it got bad. And it got to the point where we had to have a come to Jesus meeting. And I think like that meeting of realizing Kayla, you don't have to buy the shoes to make yourself feel better about a situation. You don't have to reward yourself with a huge candy bar because you got the kids to bed in time. You know, I think that constant, like instant gratification. I've really, really been working on that, especially in the last year, because as you guys know, a year ago now the world changed and things weren't as readily available. And so you know, I found myself instead of wanting just to online shop or wanting just to give myself some food so that I could feel better and cope with the stress last a year ago in March, I decided, okay, I'm going to take my kids outside and we're going to play, or I'm going to exercise because it makes me feel better. And it's a conscious effort every single day because I'll still like catch myself now. I'll be like, God, those kids were psycho today. I need a cookie. And it's like, okay, well, every now and again, that's totally fine, but I'm not going to reward myself with 15 cookies, you know? And I've, I've just, it's, it's mental toughness. My mom, whenever I was little, she taught me the phrase mental fortitude, which is mental toughness. I learned that in religion class and I've kind of just tried to carry that with me. And it took until we went through a worldwide pandemic for me to realize you have control of the situations that you're in. So you can either magnify it by adding more stress and having poor coping mechanisms, or you can make take control of that stress, take control of that situation and tell yourself what you're going to do and do it. And, you know, like I said, five years ago when I was a young mom, well, I'm, I'm still a young mom, but when I was a younger mom with one baby, it was so easy to shop on Amazon three o'clock in the morning when I was nursing my oldest. And we'd have like six packages the next week. Well, now it's one of those things. It's like, do you truly need this? Does it make you happy? You know, instead of online shopping, why don't you take your kids for a walk? And I seriously, I say this all the time. I talk to myself a lot <laughs> and there will be times where I'm like, okay, Kayla, we can either have another snack or you can take the energy to bundle up your kids and shove them outside and listen to them laugh at the dog. And so I think just building up my brain. I mean, it's the strongest muscle in your body. That's been my number one coping mechanism. Two other coping mechanisms that I have that are for me. I give myself time in the evenings if I want to, to take a bath. I've never been a bath taker until I started using some CBD that I adore. And now I'm just like, this is my 45 minutes after my kids go to bed. I'm going to sit here. And I'm either going to aimlessly scroll or I'm going to read a book and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. Um, and then the other one, you know, every now and again, I do give myself a dove jar chocolate. 
There is nothing wrong with treating yourself occasionally. Yes. And that's okay. the thing. I think that we've become such a society, like you said, that you feel like you deserve something. And that's where the issue yeah. is. You don't need to drink a glass of wine if you've had a hard day as a parent. You don't need to eat half. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. When my husband makes cookies, I want to eat the whole pan of them. It's an issue. But you, the, the issue is when you realize you don't need something, when you want something that you don't have to have it. And Kayla, you can't see this, but um, there are just comments like pouring out about how amazing your message is and how good your speech is and how much people needed to hear it. So um, yeah, just so you know. I think another thing is that we are constantly trying to fill ourselves, right? We're trying to fulfill is whether it's hurts or it's scars, you know, we're hurt, we're hurting, we're, we're broken, we're um, missing something. And so we're constantly trying to fulfill ourselves with things, right? So whether that's shopping or it's, um, you know, giving yourself a glass of wine at the end of each night or whatever it is and um, loving yourself yourself or not they're not bad things those are good things we want to take care of ourselves and love ourselves well but when it becomes a thing where we are trying to fulfill these broken pieces and we're kind of ignoring them or we're really not taking care of ourselves you know we're just kind of putting little band-aids on and um i think that that's where it can get really dangerous is when we're not able to accept those broken pieces of ourselves and we're trying to just mask them, cover them up, put band-aids over them. And so I think that it's hard, a hard journey to fully accept yourself where you're at flaws and all mistakes and all closed doors and all, you know, missed opportunities and all like all of those things, all of the hard things that we go through, they lead us to where we are today. And I mean, for me personally, I believe that like it is God's, plan and his will for our lives and um but it doesn't make it any easier to <laughs> accept yourself right. you know one thing that I've been working through this with my counselor my therapist is um she always has to remind me April those things that you're telling me they're okay can you accept those things about yourself like those things that it's okay that you're scared that that's okay like that's okay that you had an like, that's okay that you're feeling this way or that you're insecure or that, you you know, these things, that's okay. Can you accept that? And it's, I think it's just getting to that point where you can say, okay, I do accept that. Even though I don't like it about me, I accept it. And I can still love myself despite that because we're always going to have flaws. We're always going to have come up in our lives. You know, we're always going to mess up. We're people. And so I think it's just, it's changing that mindset like Kayla like you've used your hurts in your childhood and as you've grown up to make you the person that you are today and you're able to look back and see things and while they sucked in the moment let's just be real like mm -hmm. life sucks, but those things can allow better things to come about you know what I mean so yeah sorry I went on a little tangent there no, it's amazing. But so Kayla told us something she would tell her younger self. What, April, is something that um, you, uh, if you could go back and tell your younger self something, what would that be? Oh my gosh, that's so hard. I was trying so hard to put it into words, and I don't even know if I can make it come out right. But um, that my worth is not defined by how others treat me. Does that make sense? Like, so 
whether that was like how I was raised or even in, you know, adult friendships today or whatever it is, like my worth is not defined by how others treat me because people are always going to let you down. You know what I mean? Like they're always going to have unmet expectations. So I think that, yeah, like my worth is defined in, in other things. I love that. I love that. So I think I would go back and tell myself I'm two things. The first, I feel like every young girl needs to hear, stop finding your validation in boys. You don't need your valid, you don't need boys to validate you. And you know what? Even grown women need to hear that. Something that teenagers and grown women alike need to hear. But for me, um, on a more personal note, I would um, go back and tell myself that it's okay to be different. And that instead of it being something that is a problem, that's actually something that is so special and what makes you unique. Um, And I can't wait to pass that on to my kids. Um, My dad and I are quite alike. And he always told me my whole life that... um, you're a racehorse. And that's the phrase he used. You're a racehorse. And there's so many different types of horses, but you are a racehorse. And you're going to fight hard and you're going to go fast and you're going to be flying past people and nobody's ever going to understand you because you're just running circles around them. But that's okay. And it's not a bad thing. It's what makes you special. And when you're younger, you don't understand that. You don't understand when you're different. You feel like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? But um, as I've moved into adulthood, I realized that like those things are what makes me me and that, you know, you could be the best peach on the tree, but there are still people who don't like peaches. So um, I would definitely go back and tell myself that it's okay to be different. And it's not a bad thing to be different because it's what makes you you. I always tell my girls that you're not cake everybody's not going to like you no matter if like, and, and I've approached my Instagram this way too. You know, there have been people in my small community that have unfollowed me and that's okay. You know, they don't need to see the everything, every single thing that I share or my constant sweaty stories. I mean, (laughs) you know, it's, it's okay for people not to like you because if you love you, if you like you, if there's even the smallest, figment of self-love there then you're on the right track because until you can love yourself or even try to accept and love yourself you're never going to be happy with anybody else's validation amazing that's good okay actually two more things okay um so i asked in my stories lauren i don't remember if you did in yours or not but i asked if people felt like they could truly be themselves around most people and almost every single person said no. And now not everyone, not everyone gave, you know, an ex- you know, a very detailed description. Some people did, you know, a lot of people were like, you know, not with people I'm just meeting or, you know, not people that I don't trust. You know, a lot of people have trust issues. That's what I learned from this. A lot of people have trust issues. You've got your kind of your, your walls up, you know? Um, but then I had a couple people and it's people that I know personally that I just adore. And it's something I love about them is that they are themselves no matter where they are. They do not care if someone doesn't like, I mean, they don't care at all. And Rafer, if you're still on here, I'm talking about you because boy, you are the same no matter who you're around. And I love you for it. Um, But I think that that is something that so many of us struggle with. And I think it comes down to the root of us not loving ourselves or ourselves, right? And I don't know if that's just confidence or if that's lack of confidence or just social anxiety. I mean, you know, there's all different kinds of things. But um, I think that we, as people, we just want so badly to be freaking accepted. But I think at the end of the day, 
matter how many people we're accepted by, if we don't accept and love ourselves, are we really going to ever feel like we're worthy or whatever we're trying to feel? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That, um, that you just made me think of. But then the last thing is I wanted to end it on talking about other ways to love ourselves, treat ourselves in healthy ways. And Lauren got some really good ones in her stories. Um, a lot of people said- I forgot to write them down, so I, wrote, I sent them over to April. I was like, please read these. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote them down. So these were just the majority of what people said that they do to um, show themselves self-love or you know take care of themselves in stressful situations. So crying it out um therapy talking to someone listen paying my friend becky i pay her to be my friend my therapist every week best 75 dollars a week ever okay or however Amen. much i pay okay. yep Sick. jamming out to some music okay sometimes when you're having a bad day just turn on some music and dance because it really does help um venting to friends eating maybe in moderation. in moderation don't eat the whole sheet cake sis okay i've been there you don't need the whole thing because <laughs> last night i was laying in bed and i was like i think i might want a second bag of zoe's jalapeno chips okay because holy moly those chips are good anyways um worship bath like um kayla was saying also shout out to alex because her cbd bath bombs are life-changing okay, like now i'm gonna need info on this after the show me and Kayla both have a code okay well ba battle of the discount code <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> and someone else said lots of exercise and I think that that is something that has helped me tremendously it's like I realize when I am feeling super anxious not feeling super great mentally not feeling great physically exercise really helps me maybe not that much fun in the moment but it really does like for two reasons, because number one, you get so worn out, you can't think. And number two, endorphins make you happy. <laughs> happy people just don't kill their husbands. Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? Oh. For the record, for legal reasons, that was a quote from Legally Blonde. I'm not going to kill my husband. Nobody called the police. <laughs> it was a quote. And we will pray for <laughs> Yeah, everyone that's watching, please pray for Lauren. <laughs> Everyone's like, wow, I loved this show until this girl went crazy right at the end. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Kayla, thank you so much for joining us today. We both just love you. And by reading the comments, everyone just loves you. Everyone. So before we hop off, when we end this Instagram live, for whatever reason, Instagram does not save any of these comments. So if you enjoyed this episode, please, whenever it gets posted, would you go and like and comment, share, hype up Kayla, tell her how amazing she was. Um, that way people are able to see this and we're able to spread it and hopefully it'll help other people. And as always, if you were not able to catch the whole live, you can listen on Spotify, all major podcast things. Um, whatever they're called. Streaming <laughs> services. <laughs> Podcast things. <laughs> um, we'll probably get it uploaded in a few days. So thank you guys so much, Kayla. We just love you. Thank you, you so much for having me. Be great. Okay. Bye. 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 Hey, well, if I can get us off of here. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs>